0: And welcome back to the Father-Daughter Book Club. I am your host, Kalia, and I'm joined by...
1: The other host, the father, Chris.
0: And today, we will be doing part three of our discussion on Counting by Sevens by Holly Goldberg Slope.
1: Last time, we talked roughly through chapters 11 through 30, so today, we're going to take it to the end of the book. We finished reading it. I know.
0: Yeah. Yay. It was so sad, though.
1: Yeah, the book, it goes through the range of emotions, doesn't it? It takes you on a journey. There are some very sad parts, and then the end has kind of a twist that, at the beginning, of course, makes you feel bad and sad, and then it's all good, right?
0: Yeah. There's just one thing about the book that I didn't quite understand is what chapters are in, like, whose point of view Because some chapters I couldn't really know who it was by, or there would be like a cutoff, then it would come to a completely different person, and it was kind of confusing.
1: So before we get into that, let's remind the people, last time we covered chapters 11 through 30, today we'll be covering chapters 31 through the end of the book. So if you haven't read, if you haven't finished the book, really...
0: There will be spoilers. There
1: will be spoilers. So pause this right now. Go finish reading the book. We'll wait for you. Then come back and listen to us finish our discussion on this book. And thank you for listening, though. Remember, you can always catch the latest episode of Father Daughter Book Club on fatherdaughterbookclub.com.
0: We will be roughly uploading every Wednesday.
1: Give or take a day or two. Obviously, <laughs> during the holidays, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Um, if we'll get it up on time. But we'll definitely make our, our best effort to do that. So, yes, reminder, spoilers. So, again, pause and come back when you're done reading. All right, now, let's get into this, Clea. All right. So, you, you mentioned that, yes, uh, the book started to have more shifting points of view. Whereas the early parts of the book were told almost entirely from Willow's point yeah. of view. But then as the book moves forward, we start to get Dell's point of view. We get a couple of bits of Patty's point of view and... Also, so, my and Kwang Ha's point of yeah,
0: view. Yeah, and also Hiro's. And
1: Hiro's point of view, exactly. So yeah. all of our principal characters, yeah. they, they might have either an entire chapter dedicated to their point of view or portions of a chapter
0: yeah. to their
1: point of view. Yeah,
0: or the, like half of a chapter or something. But
1: whenever the book uses the pronoun I, it's always from Willow's point of view.
0: Oh, okay. Anytime the book says... Probably...
1: Yeah. Anytime the book says I, you know that it's Willow. When it starts, you know, speaking in third person, then that's one of the other characters' yeah. points of view. So let's kind of walk through. I don't want to go into too much detail about the specifics of what has happened and what happens over these last 30 or so chapters. I just want to give up.
0: A... It's so sad.
1: It's sad. But not that it's just sad, but there's a lot to cover. Yeah. This podcast would be two hours long if we discussed Every single event that happened. So, let's just kind of cover the important events. Okay. Um, The last time we left off, I'm trying to remember, at the end of chapter 30, around there. Yeah. Was when...
0: She says, I know for a fact that Kwong Ha hates me, but I'm okay with that. And she's kind of describing what her new life is like in this new world of hers.
1: So, Willow has started living with the Winds. Yes. She's, like you said, she's starting to settle into this new life, getting used to this routine. Everybody, including Willow, is going through the motions. She started going to work with Patty, and then she yeah. goes to her appointments with Del, uh, I couldn't tell how often, maybe a couple of times a week. Yeah. Everyone's just kind of going through the motions over the next month. And then suddenly they're forced out of this rut that they all kind of get into when social services calls and notifies Patty that they need to schedule a home visit. And Patty yeah. kind of, she stalls and says, well, I'm not going to be home until 645. And so that's yeah when the home visit is. But if you remember from last time, when they made this arrangement for Willow to stay with them, they used Dale Duke's address.
0: Yes. Because so, Patty and Nguyen live in a garage.
1: Right. And they can't show that to social services. So when social services comes for the home visit, they're going to go to Dale Duke's house.
0: Yes. And Patty goes to a store and buys all new furniture because Dell Duke is not very organized yeah, so they go
1: <laughs> they they realize immediately that they need to to make a massive transport transformation to del Dell's apartment because yes. it's it doesn't look like a family lives there it's you can tell it's single man he's got no furniture there's trash everywhere he's got
0: well actually there is furniture, but it's lawn
1: he's got lawn furniture yes. in. In the middle of the living room instead of traditional furniture. He doesn't have typical bed uh, bed set. He's got a sleeping bag instead. And they discover his wall of underwear. Oh! (laughs) So they know they have to go work fast to get his place to look like they live there. And so Patty takes control. And she takes on the challenge of making it look like they live there. And this event really propels the rest of the book. Yeah. Everything happens after they complete the transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, it
0: actually looks like they live there. It actually. actually looks
1: like they live there. Once they've completed the transformation, they have the house visit. It's successful. Mm-hmm. Patty has this realization that they can't do that transformation every single time there's a house call because it it's going to happen every week. So she yeah. comes up with a, n- a new plan which is to move in of course temporarily as she always says it's temporarily temporary. Tempor- everything
0: is temporary everything it's, is temporary it seems like her favorite word
1: they move in and find dell another place to live within the building uh they find another renter there who's looking for a roommate and they rent that place for Dell and the Nguyen and Willow move into Dell's apartment. And this starts another routine. Yeah. Right? Where they start living at the place. Um, Dell comes over for dinner. You know, they kind of get into a new routine, but it's actually better because a lot of the frustration that some of the other characters had with living in the garage, yeah, they like living in the new place. Quang Ha, for once, you know, is not sharing a, a small garage with his Mom and his sister.
0: And he can now. And now he actually has a TV.
1: He has a TV. (laughs) Mai has her own room.
0: With Willow.
1: So they all, they all again start to feel comfortable. Willow starts to try to make herself useful. She. Yeah, she
0: feels like she needs to pull her own weight instead of just feeling in her own pity party and tries to do better and help people. Or just try and not feel as invisible or feel, like, bad for herself.
1: She starts helping out around the salon. Mm -hmm. She goes to the library and reads. And and she also starts making these small, like, little suggestions because she's helping Kwang Ha with his homework. And she's making suggestions to help him study better. Kwang Ha is also...
0: Getting sort of better. Getting sort of
1: better. Like, people start to realize that even though he seems like he doesn't care, he's actually paying attention. and yeah. he And he does care.
0: He just has... It seems like he has multiple layers, and it just seems like on the outside he doesn't care. He's just like this lazy, violent kid. But on the inside he's really caring, and he actually does care.
1: And the next big event that happens... I don't remember the specifics around this, but the family, including Willow and like this new kind of family, we'll use yeah. family in quotation marks here. Dell, in his starting to get more comfortable s- coming into his own yeah. as a counselor, he asks Willow one day, "Yes, what can I do to help you?
0: He does. And, and what
1: does Willow say?
0: He said, she says, well, you can get me a pack of sunflower seeds.
1: Sunflower seeds. And remember, at the beginning of the book, Willow was this ardent ad, ad yes. uh, What's the term? She just she really loved to garden, but and, had gotten away with uh, away from it after her parents' death.
0: And it kind of seems like she's turning back into her old self at the end again, because she doesn't count by sevens, but she counts two sevens. As now.
1: events unfold in the book, yeah. she starts to revert back to her normal self as a person she becomes basically she, she's she's going through the stages of grief she yes. and she starts to get a little more comfortable with her surroundings the family around her has nurtured her and so she's starting to feel more like herself so she s- says to Adele that you know you could buy me some sunflower seeds which he does, but he goes a little overboard and buys a bunch of sunflower seeds.
0: Cause he didn't know what kind Willow wanted. Yeah. which I understand. But call Willow.
1: <laughs> well, he was
0: call Willow, please. While,
1: what would he, call her? He inadvertently spurred on the garden project. Yeah. What do you know? The, remember the name of Dell's apartment complex?
0: The Gardens of Glenwood.
1: The Gardens of Glenwood. Or
0: Glenwood Garden. The Gardens of Glenwood. I
1: suppose. Which, ironically, didn't have any gardens.
0: No. <laughs> Do you remember how they end up getting the garden, though? I well, know. yeah, we're
1: getting there. Okay. 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 We're st- we're okay. telling the story, right? Okay. The major events that happened. The first major event was that they had to clean up Dell's place. Mm-hmm. The second major event is that. They started because, living there. Right. They had to clean up Dell's place, and they moved in. I'm including that as one event. The second major event that happens in the latter half of the book is that because Dell buys all these sunflower seeds, they begin to plant them and they plant them in makeshift flower pots pretty much. But Willow says, eventually we're going to need to plant them into the ground because these pots are too small for them.
0: Mm -hmm. We're going to have to transfer them. They're
1: going to have to transfer them. And she ends up finding a patch of dirt in the complex that was covered up by rocks. And tarp, pretty much. And this leads to the garden project where they convince the the bank that owns the complex to allow them to turn that patch of of dirt into a garden. Yes. And so it starts this whole process. They spend a lot of time in the book detailing the process that they go through to do this transformation. And they run into a lot of hurdles. Yes. And ultimately... They wind up with a garden.
0: And when everyone came home that day, everyone was in awe. They were like, whoa, what happened? When did this garden get here? I don't remember when this happened. And then Kwong Ha came down to sit and said with Willow and said, I don't know how you did it, but I want to believe that you were magic.
1: Yeah, that's that's a very sweet quote that he had for her. It's
0: one of the only compliments that he ever gave to Willow.
1: (laughs) And the final event of the book that's really important is...
0: And also very sad. It did make me... It's almost sad. It made me tear up, honestly.
1: During this entire time, everybody knew that eventually Willow would have to have a hearing to determine her custody. They knew that the social services worker was... Looking for a permanent place for her to live. And once they finish the garden project, shortly after, they they get a note saying that... That
0: Lenore Cole, her social worker, has found a permanent home for her.
1: That's right. And so they She's go...
0: so sad.
1: They go to have the hearing. But in a surprise turn of events, during the yes. middle of the hearing, Patty and Hiro
0: Have... Gained like a partnership.
1: Well, unbeknownst to everybody else, Patty and Hiro have actually began dating. Dating? You didn't recognize that, did you? I
0: didn't. I thought it was just mildly hanging out.
1: No, not they were dating. They were going out to the movies and to True. do stuff and to dinner and do you know doing all this I thing, guess. all this stuff. So they'd formed a relationship.
0: How did Patty and Hiro meet?
1: There's an incident in the middle I of forgot. the book that. Um, while I think while they were still staying at the salon in the garage, um, Willow needed a ride to oh, some yeah. somewhere. I, she, she needed a ride to the library. She needed a ride to maybe it, it was um, City Hall or she needed yeah. to go somewhere. So she called Hyrule for the ride. And that's when Hyrule and Patty met. And they kind of hinted at it at that point that there was some sort of uh, spark between them. And they never really delve deeply into the topic, but at the end of the book, they reveal that they've been dating and that they want to become Willow's guardians. Yes. And so that is the surprise at the end of the book, that despite Patty saying this whole time that this is a temporary situation.
0: She was just hinting at...
1: She was saying the opposite of what she really felt. Yes. She was saying it was temporary, I think, to guard herself from... Uh, Getting
0: too close. Getting
1: too close to Willow in case that she wasn't able to keep Willow. Willow wasn't able to stay with them. So that's why she kept saying it was temporary. But in the end, it works out. She even reveals at the end of the book that That she
0: has lots of money. (laughs) She has a
1: lot of money because um, all of this stuff has to be made public when I guess you're filing for guardianship of of a child. She has a lot of money, and she's considering buying the apartment complex.
0: Gardens of Glenwood. Gardens
1: of Glenwood, where they now have an actual garden. And so that brings us
0: pretty to the, cr- end, of
1: the, to the end of the book. And, and in Willow, we, we've talked about hope before. And at the end of the book, you can definitely tell that there is hope in all of our characters. At, at the end of the book, that this has become a pretty strong group of people. That they've started to
0: form relationships
1: really form strong bonds with each other. And even Kong Ha tells her mother that tells his mother that he doesn't want Willow to go.
0: And I kind of think because he's he has been motivating her, and also mean maybe because she does his homework and he doesn't want to do homework.
1: Well, she's been doing his homework, but he's been learning also. He's gotten really high marks on his tests and willow couldn't help him with the tests true so we've learned that even though he hasn't he doesn't like doing the work that he's actually learning he's become a really good at biology we find out
0: yeah and he loves and he was actually paying attention to biology.
1: actually paying attention so i believe in the first discussion we had about this book that the people who seem to be going through the most amount of change were willow Quang ha and del, del. let's talk a little bit about those changes
0: kwang ha we'll
1: like, start with kwang well, ha
0: just we'll
1: disgust. start with kwang ha right how how does kwang ha change in in addition well, to what we've already mentioned
0: actually kind of grows a relationship with willow sort of he's actually starting to like her and that she has been pushing him to his best, to e-
1: like her a little more. Even, even just his his own personal self. I think the angry child we saw at the beginning of the book, who said selfishly that he wasn't going to feel sorry for Willow, he's going to feel sorry for himself. So. He's angry and he's selfish. By the end of the book, he cares about Willow. He's looking out for her. He cares about more people than just himself, and he's less angry. He's less. Why?
0: How did he become less angry? Cause I saw this dramatic transformation. Like, how did? He, I think. How did this lead up to Much
1: of his contempt came from the situation that they were in. He was living in this tiny garage. Um, True. Right. His his mom. He had to deal with the smell of the nail polish and all of this stuff. I think all of that contributed to his overall disposition. He kind of had anger issues. And then once they moved, and then like you said, he got the television. He was able to, basically, he took the living room over as his, his bedroom. He started to feel a little more at ease. And just observing Willow, the little conversations that he and Willow would have, started giving him a spark. That spark of energy giving him... Less reason to be upset, you know? He had less reason to be upset at the world, and, and that's the reason why he, he was able to change.
0: But if Patty had all that money, why did she hide that from her?
1: That's a really it- good question. I was wondering that myself, and that's a, actually one of the problems I had with the book, was that we learn at the end of the book that Patty has all this money, so she's been hoarding money. Her business is obviously doing well. But she chose to keep her family in a garage this entire time. Yeah. That didn't seem
0: like a motherly
1: a motherly thing. thing to do. Even you know? though she
0: seems like a motherly caring person, that was like if you had all this money, why would you keep your family in a garage?
1: Right. So she could have taken them out of that situation much sooner. And without needing um, Willow there to be the reason for it, she could have just realized, hey, I've got two teenaged kids. It's probably time for them to have rooms of their own and not be sharing this little garage with me and actually have a, a real home. That again, that's part one of the things that bothered me about the book. I can't I don't think uh for all the good qualities that Patty has, if Patty existed in real life, she wouldn't have allowed her kids to live in a garage that whole time. No, but I think they do it in the book out of convenience. But it's really unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the other person we mentioned makes a lot of change in this book is Dell. Uh, what personal improvements do you think Dell makes throughout the book?
0: I remember in when Willow was in the was at Jameson, she has her computer and she goes through Dell Duke's files because she has his. File saved when she did something to his computer, and he see she sees like everything about like the d d s the system of like strange, strange right del system of strange and she sees genius um dictator, and mutant mutant mm-hmm. and she sees All right so he's
1: added these new categories yes. in addition to the four or five that he four. had previously and then
0: he added. Five, six, seven. Right, to
1: the four that he had previously, since this book has began, he's added these additional three.
0: And she sees that, and she's saying, and Del and Willow realize that you can't just put people in categories. Because Willow wasn't just a genius. Willow wasn't just a genius. She was very smart, but she was very... Well, a lone wolf, because she liked to be by herself and kept to herself. She was a dictator when it came to the Garden Project. So she was all of those things. And she she realizes that she's not just one thing. And I feel like Del also realized that, realizes that you can't just put people in categories and expects them to do what they do and not really pay attention.
1: Yeah, so Dell has come a long way where... At the beginning of the book, he figured that all of the students would fit into just four categories. I think that's Dell's way of trying to understand the world. world. And And, she says that. Right. And that's
0: why when he put himself in a mutant.
1: And he's realizing that the world is much bigger than that. He's been exposed to different types of people now. And he's added on to his categories. Willow's made the observation that as you said, nobody belongs to just one category. We're multifaceted people, and we belong to many different categories. Sometimes all of them, right? But everybody's different. You can't label us as humans with a single category. We're too different. We're too um, diverse. Diverse, yeah. That's a very. And I, you've said before we have layers. We have. Un, we're like an onion, and and so. <laughs>
0: Quote from Shrek
1: quote from shrek
0: If you remember that mm-hmm. Ogres are like onions Humans are like onions Shrek reference
1: <laughs> So I think throughout the course of this book we find that Dell is becoming a better person He seems reluctant at first to all these changes in his in his life He's getting uprooted from his home um he had to show you know, people, his embarrassing wall of <laughs> and he has, underwear. He
0: loves cartoons, apparently. and he lo-
1: Not only he loves cartoons, but we, we know that his diet consists of meatloaf. Meatloaf and, and wine. And that's it. Or beer. But because of Patty's cooking, he starts eating more, uh, has a more v- varied diet. So, Del has, has become a much more well-rounded individual. He recognizes that he needs to help Willow, and he asks her what he can do to help her. Mm -hmm. He realizes that he should make changes in his own life, such as he starts running.
0: Yeah. Right? And he realizes that now he can actually button up his suit.
1: Right, because he's lost a few pounds, so now his suit gets on there a little bit better.
0: Instead of having to use a safety pin.
1: (laughs) So I find it interesting that... uh, the journey that Kwong Ha and Dell go on kind of mirror one another.
0: Have you? Cause you said that you weren't really sure. Like you could see kind of through Patty. Are you still so like that, unsure about Dell?
1: That is one of the questions that I had for you. I'll let you answer it first, or do you want me to answer it first?
0: I would like you to answer.
1: So the this. question is: How did you feel about Dell at the beginning of the book, versus how you feel about him at the end? And by the end of the book.
0: Because you said that you didn't really know who he was, and you kind of didn't really like him. So I was a like little. Now.
1: I was a little suspicious of him, of him at first, but ultimately he always seems to do the right thing.
0: In some odd, twisted way.
1: In an odd, twisted way, and sometimes not of his own choice. Right? He kind mm, of, yeah. Kind of goes along with the motions. He doesn't using his address wasn't his idea. Having to move out wasn't his idea.
0: But eventually it all came through for him also.
1: So he's... he's, But he's... Even though these things aren't his choice, he goes along with it. I think because he realizes that it's the right thing to do. And ultimately we see at the end where before he was just kind of going along with things, by the end of it, he really has started making strides to doing the right thing proactively.
0: He also was considering about adopting Willow.
1: Yeah, he makes the the remark that if he could afford it and it, it, yeah. He wants to keep Willow in his life, mm-hmm. but he recognizes that he's not the right person to care for Willow.
0: Even though he really wants Even
1: though he wants to.
0: Because he realizes how like I feel like all of these characters realize how great Willow is and how much Willow has impacted them.
1: And another good thing that Dell has done is he finds Cheddar.
0: Oh, yeah, he, he does.
1: And Cheddar, who he abandoned at the beginning of the book, he comes across Cheddar again and realizes that he did wrong by Cheddar and fixes it. He takes Cheddar back, takes him to the vet immediately, gets him cleaned up, and and brings him home. And, and says, hey, you you know, kind Willow. of as a gift to Willow, gives gives Cheddar to Willow.
0: And Willow actually likes Cheddar. She loves Cheddar, but she didn't. When she thought that she would have to say goodbye to Cheddar, she didn't. And I don't understand why she didn't say goodbye to Cheddar. Because she said that it was just too hard and she just looked away. And I don't understand why, if she actually really did, like Willow, like Cheddar, I mean. Why didn't she say goodbye to him? Or her, I forget. Him?
1: I don't remember either. But it's... Goodbyes are difficult. And... I think to spare herself the emotion of having to say goodbye to yet another person, because at this her point, her
0: only she, pet too. At this
1: point, she's had to say goodbye to Mai and Kwang Ha and her
0: parents. Well, she didn't Patty get and, to say goodbye to her parents,
1: and she didn't first a, of all, and she didn't get a chance to say goodbye to her parents. So it's a very difficult thing to do um, when you're expecting people to go. Yeah, you've grown attached to people or animals pets and when it's time to say goodbye it's something that's hard to do
0: she also says why she couldn't go back to her old house because she didn't say goodbye to her she didn't get the chance to say goodbye to her parents she didn't hug her parents before she went to school that morning and it just was a very sad place for her and she just fell into a million pieces and that's how she felt and that's kind of a comparison between her and my Because my, when she had to leave, was falling apart for her and herself. So it's just like, you're all, you're leaving? I thought, like, this is just the beginning of things. And it's so sad. But in the end, like you said, it all comes out.
1: Yeah, Holly Goldberg Sloan does a good job of building the tension where she really tries to convince you that Willow is going to leave Mm -hmm. and that she's gonna go to a new family. She'll never see this makeshift family again. Fortunately for Willow and for us as readers, the right thing happens. Because at this point, we've grown attached to
0: all of these these characters.
1: characters And we want to see them stay together. Patty and Hyro, make that happen. That seems like as good a time as any to take a break. And to remind you to please subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts at. Check us out on our website as well at http colon slash slash fatherdaughterbookclub.com and also make sure you stay tuned to listen at the end of the podcast where we announce the next book that we will be reading. Thank you. One question that I had for you regarding change. We've talked about Kwong Ha's change and Dale's change. So I just have a general question for you. Uh, Do you think that people are capable of lasting change.
0: What do you mean? I don't understand what that means.
1: Kwong Ha has changed and Del has changed, but we noticed that some of the changes Willow went through, she started reverting back to her normal self. So do you think that change is temporary, like it was with Willow, or if it will become permanent in the case of Kwong Ha and Del?
0: I'd like to think that for them it's permanent, because I feel like because of Willow they have become better people. And I want them to stay, but I also want them to grow. I want them to grow, but I also don't want them to go back to their old selves. So if they s- stay, but they grow because of their change, I would want it to be permanent. Or, like, I would kind of want that to be moving change instead of reverting back to how they used to be because they're better than they were before.
1: Do you think that you're the same person you were? A year ago? No. Do you think that you'll ever go back to being the person you were a year ago?
0: Well, age, definitely no. (laughs) I'm not going to go back. Right, you'll never go back
1: to being the same age.
0: No. I like to think no, because last year or a year ago, I didn't really have a lot of friends like I did, but... I kind of didn't really feel like I had a lot of friends, and I kind of just felt like a loner. I missed a lot of people, and I still do miss a lot of people now. But I feel like even like now, I feel better socially and educationally.
1: So I think if you have changed as a person, that that change will stay with you. I think you're realizing that within yourself. I think that the people in this book are also changed for the better and changed for more permanent change as opposed to temporary change. We live long lives, and to expect people to do one of two things is is impossible. You have to expect that there are certain parts of a person that will stay the same.
0: And there are pers- there are parts of people that will change.
1: That's exactly right. Because we
0: are constantly constantly
1: evolving, based on what's happening in our lives, based on outside influences and inside influences, internal influences.
0: Because a lot of things that happen on the outside comes from the inside. So if you're not feeling well internally, you won't look good out. Right, like. Eternally.
1: Anyway. And when so, big events happen yeah. in our lives, they change us. For the better. No, or not for not the worse. For the better or for the worse, but they they change, change us, us permanently. That's what Willow notices right in the beginning. After her parents die, she recognizes that she will forever be a different person.
0: Willow's a very wise person. And she is very wise beyond her years.
1: She's wise beyond her years. It almost doesn't compute that
0: <laughs> she's a 12 year old girl she's a
1: 12 year old child because many of the thoughts and emotions that she has throughout this and the book, things
0: that she goes through isn't a lot with most 12 year olds or 11 year olds or however old child old you are
1: i think the she most goes
0: through a lot of things that not normally people go through
1: she goes through huge trauma early in her life but she's able to identify
0: those changes.
1: what it is that she's feeling. Whether it's she was feeling numbness, or she recognized that she didn't want to count by sevens anymore, or whatever the change was. She was able to internalize it and identify what was changing in her. I'm different now. That's such a mature thing to do.
0: Like, I can't. Like, can you do that?
1: It took me a long time. I think I can do it now, but definitely not when I was 12.
0: Do you think I can?
1: I think you're getting there, but yeah, I think uh, it's... it's, Because, like... I wouldn't expect you to because you're still 11, you know?
0: Because, like, I can... Sometimes, like, I can understand what I feel. I just don't understand why I feel it. And there are other times when i know how i feel but i can't exactly describe what i feel so when she's able to describe it like i have changes like i can understand what i feel but i don't understand but i don't know how to describe it or like what to describe it so like kind of put it into a category that like goes with what i'm feeling she's can do that, and sometimes I can, sometimes I can't, and yeah. I don't understand my life. <laughs>
1: I don't think there are many kids that age who can do that, and there are even some adults who can't do that. It's it's not easy to do, and it's remarkable that she's able to do it. So I wouldn't feel bad if I were you that you can't okay. do it, right? It's okay. It's part of learning. It's part of growing up. It's part of becoming an adult um, and part of maturing. Um, but to be able to do that shows a great amount of um, maturity, self-awareness, knowing who you are, understanding why you might feel a certain way. You have to know yourself in order to be able to do things like this. Because It takes a long time for people to learn who they are. Um, we've, I think, covered all of the important events. And Do you have any other questions that you want to ask?
0: How come, like, my... Felt like she had to be there for Willow, when her mother told her that she didn't need to be.
1: You mean, at, at the, the at the end at the hearing? Well, I think Maya loves Willow. That's plain and simple. And she wanted.
0: Do you think Kwong Ha and Willow have developed a new relationship like they like? It. Like he actually t- will talk to her now?
1: I think that the three of them together consider themselves family now um i think kwang ha he's found love for willow as a as a sister and the same for mai she's found love for willow as a sister and so they love her and and because of that this is a pivotal moment in all of their lives and they want to be there for it they don't want to miss it if if it was my brother or my sister i know that i'd want to be there I wouldn't want to miss something important happening in their lives. That's why Mai takes the initiative and disobeys her mother at the end and says, no, I want to go to, like, the the hearing. She wants to be there.
0: Because, like, she doesn't seem like the person who would, like, disobey her mother, but in times where it's, like, absolute, she kind of, like, does but only to be there for someone or to help someone it seems like doesn't it
1: i think she follows her heart and she tries to do what feels right in her heart and in this situation it meant doing something her mom told her not to do now i think her mom only told her to go to school to try and protect her to keep her from having to experience something that could be incredibly sad, incredibly heartbreaking. And so she says, no, just go to school as a way to protect her. But, you know, Mai followed her heart and she ended up going there. And, um, you know, of course, it ended up having a happy ending. So it ended up working out for everybody.
0: What do you think about kwang Ha?
1: I think he's an interesting figure. And I like how he has come into his own. Throughout this book, we see his artistic side. We see his smart side because he he's able to do well in biology. We see his caring nature because he doesn't want Willow to leave. Um, despite the fact that he's kind of a supporting role, he doesn't have a main role in the book. He's important. He ends up doing things. He, we find he's he's... What does Willow say about him? That he'd make a great manager. Yes. Because... He doesn't like doing hard work. He likes finding ways to make work e- the work easier. And so he has all these great ideas on how to minimize the work. Like one of the things that they had to do to build the garden was to get um, clippings from other plants. And Willow's idea is to go around the whole city and take clippings from public plants that they can use. And Kuang Ha says, why do all that? Just go into people's uh, green. green bins and get the clippings from there. They've already cut them for you. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a great idea. It's it's pretty creative and ingenious uh, and a way to shortcut the work. So I think I like Quang Ha.
0: I kind of feel like Willow played a very big role in everyone's life in the book. And I think that's the main reason why Holly decided to have Willow as a main character because she Im- she impacts everyone's life and changes everyone dramatically. And so I'm thinking maybe that's the reason why she decided to have why Holly decided to have Willow as her main character because she changes everyone for the better.
1: I agree. So final final thoughts on the book. Unless you have any other questions you want to ask.
0: No questions.
1: So I, I just have this final question. Um, what do you like and what do you dislike about this book? And then overall, what are your overall thoughts and impressions about the book?
0: It's a very sad, emotional book, like I've said before. Um... I don't really understand all of the characters yet, but I really would like Holly to make a sequel. And so that we can see their lives from when they, from when this book left off. Mm -hmm. I would like to see this. I would like to see if, like, how they change and, or how they live after this.
1: You want to see how they continue to grow. I think, that's, I think that's a good exercise to think about on your own. Think, of, think about yourself. How they continue to grow. Does Willow go back to school? What do you think she would do? Um, does Kwong Kong continue to do well in school? What happens to Hyrule and Patty? Do they get married? Ooh. I think these are all great things to think about that you can think about on your own without needing um, Holly Goldberg Sloan to write a sequel. You can just kind of imagine what would happen on your own.
0: Yeah, but it's better to see it actually than imagining because you don't actually know that That's, happens.
1: Sometimes that is the best way for a book to end though. Without every question being answered. You have you you're into these characters. You want to know more about them and sometimes it's okay to leave those things up in the air. Have some mystery about it. Because if she goes and writes another book. And answers all these questions. Then there will be. Less for the imagination.
0: Yeah but what if at the end of the next book. She leaves even more cliffhangers. (laughs) Because in a lot of books. That I've read with series. Or just even just one book. They always leave like some sort of cliffhanger at the end. Kind of what to know even at the end of a sequel like even at the end of each book in a series they still in each book leave with some kind of thing that you want to learn yeah i like so...
1: i like that this book it wraps up its major storylines it, there are no cliffhangers in this book you do wonder what happens next for the characters But everything's been resolved, right? We don't have to worry about Willow's custody. We don't have to worry about the condition of the garden. That was a huge plot point, the garden. But we know by the end of the book that the garden was able to be completed. And so we're left to just wonder what happens next as opposed to wonder what happened with that, you know, little plot thread. They never told us what happened with that. There's no, like, real cliffhanger here. And I'm okay with that. I don't think every book needs a sequel. Do
0: you feel like this book needs a sequel?
1: I don't. I think that this book does very well on its own. When we're left with a happy ending such as this one, and we have this upward trajectory for all of our characters, I think that's a good note to leave a book. Uh, You don't have to wrap things up in a neat bow, but it's pretty well wrapped up. Okay. yeah me personally now i I think if you like Holly Goldberg Sloan's writing, then you can explore more of her books. She has other books um, but I think this story she's probably done with I don't know if she's gonna write another story unless she you know the, the other thing that books need is they need something to drive the story and the thing that drives this story that happens at the beginning of the book is the, the parent's death so if she's if she writes another another sequel or excuse me, another book, she'd have to find something else to drive the next story. And who knows what that would be. Hopefully nothing as tragic as losing her parents again. That would be horrible, right?
0: Three, losing three parents? Yeah. like. But then also the Wens would be dead.
1: Yeah, we don't want They're to see nothing. any of that happen.
0: Because I feel like since they have all Grown so close to each other, it would be. That's why it was so hard for Willow to leave. And if one of them died, that would just be like, like what happened? I feel like just be another dramatic trauma that happens in Willow's life because so far, the, some of the most important people in her life have died so far from her parents her original parents left her her new parents her foster parents died and then like she just left with this family and if one of them dies it's just so much to deal so
1: fortunately we don't we don't have to read about that we know that where we've left off at the end of this book things are in a good situation and we can just imagine what will happen next like i said i think and if i were to complete this story i would have patty and and hiro getting married yeah. i would have them moving into a bigger place i would have willow figuring out some way to complete her educational requirements without going back to school i would have hiro going back to school and and finishing up his his degree and moving on from being a taxi driver and all this, like all this good stuff. Right. So that's, uh, that's what I think.
0: I kind of want to know for other people for like future books, what books you'd want us to read next.
1: That's a good way to wrap this up. So we've finished talking about counting by sevens. Uh, The last thing (laughs) I'd want to say about counting by sevens is that, I would give it 4 stars. 4 stars out of 5. How many stars would you give it?
0: Out of 5? Yeah. A 5.
1: 5. Oh, you really like this book. It
0: well, I do, but it was just like that's the thing with really good books. You when you feel sad about a book, it that's how good the author was to get you really enjoy these characters and if something really sad happens they did a really good job of drawing you to the characters and that's why i feel like this was such a good book
1: so five out of five from kalia yes as kalia said if you have any suggestions for us
0: for our next book.
1: For our next book. Well, I think we've already decided what our next book will be. But for the book after yeah. that, if you have any suggestions, please let us know. The next book that we're going to read
0: is, is Out of My Mind by Sharon Draper.
1: Yes, and it's very similar to this book. Um it's another great story about a girl coming into her own.
0: Except more stuff
1: happened. <laughs>
0: And there isn't that big of a trauma.
1: <laughs> right. There
0: isn't as much trauma as there is in this book.
1: So again, please subscribe to our podcast at every single place that you listen to podcasts via iTunes or Google Play or Pocket Casts, or if you just want to listen to the to our episodes on the website, you can go to it at fatherdaughterbookclub.com. dot com. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating do whatever you want. Just let us know that you're listening and that you're enjoying what you're hearing or not enjoying what you're hearing. Again, if
0: you don't like it, then also please let us know what we might be able to do to change that, to to change and add more stuff to make you appeal to it more.
1: And as Kalia said, you can always let us know what book you would like us to read next. next. So thank you for listening to the Father Daughter Book Club. Bye.
0: Bye. Đừng 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 đừng